A big thank you to the worship team. Appreciate that very much. And it's uh, delightful to see you all here today. Um, it's nice to get up here and not see very many empty chairs. That's a good feeling. <laughs> and and uh, I'm very glad to be here with you today and uh, celebrate with you this very special day. Um, and when I was asked to come and speak today, I felt the most important thing about today will be our time of prayer. And the Bible gives us astounding instruction on prayer. I found that the biblical prayers go way beyond where we normally pray. And so I wanted this morning to take some time to think through the prayer in Colossians chapter 1. And, um, and then we're going to pray it. So I'm going to give you some insights first. Uh, first I'd say a very frightening statement. I have a nine point sermon today. <laughs> uh, but you, you can go, uh, I can go quite quickly through it, I hope. Um, you need to take notes because there's nine points. <laughs> Nobody can remember anything beyond three. So um, the other way, other way to do it, though, of course, just open your Bible. <laughs> and you can, some of you might think I'm a heretic, but you can write in your Bible. You can mark your Bible. So just write 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 as we go down through Colossians chapter 1. We'll read it all through first and then we'll go back and comment on it. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the holy and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. Because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that springs from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven, and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you all over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it, and understood God's grace in all its truth. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins." The biblical prayers always start with praise. No matter how bad the situation, no matter what's coming later, they always start with praise. And this prayer has three items of praise. Thanking God, first of all, for faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, for love for all the saints, and the hope that's stored up in heaven. 
Now, you may think, well, there's not a whole lot of faith here. Or maybe people haven't treated you so well and you think, maybe there's not a lot of love here. Listen to me. If you get a little tiny bit of faith in our Lord Jesus, praise the Lord. (laughs) If the church has a little tiny bit of love for all the saints, praise the Lord. Because we'll never get it on our own. It has to come from Him. If we have the little bitty of hope, praise the Lord. Because that hope comes from God. And so as we think about a church, we start with praise. That the, the church is characterized by faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, love for all the saints, and hope and glory. But we never live up to these things completely. And so I want you to think progressively. Think as if it's a procession. Let me tell you a little funny story from years back. We were studying sociological continuums in college many years ago. And one of them was how people respond to time. And the professor put a, a chalk mark or a blackboard, there was a blackboard across the room, and he put a chalk mark all the way across the blackboard. And then he said, all the students who had to come up and put each other's name on this line. The people are really time-oriented, punctual, never miss a thing. They were away at this end. The people who are spontaneous and just happened to, whatever was happening, that's what they're doing, they were down that end. You know what they did? They went about six feet past the blackboard and wrote my name on the wall. (laughs) I didn't even fit on their continuum. Now, that's the better way to think about a lot of things in life. There's a long line, and we're here, and sometimes we're over there, and sometimes we're going that way. And when you think about this prayer, I want you to think on that. To the degree that we live by faith and hope and love, we rise above the normal things of the world and become the body of Christ. To the degree that we ignore faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and love for all the saints and hope and glory, to that degree we become just ordinary people meeting in a social gathering. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and we haven't got time to read the whole thing today, but you, you mark it down and go read it. There was a problem in the Corinthian church about arguing over leadership. And Paul says, you're to be the body of Christ. But then he says that when people argue over leadership and hurt the body of Christ, they become, no, they act like mere men in order to act like ordinary people. And we're not supposed to be ordinary people. And I've come to realize over 40 years of ministry that the church is fundamentally a gathering of human beings. And they operate fundamentally like they do in every other social gathering, social setting, social organization. Except when they're empowered by God and they follow the things of God and they rise above it to become the body of Christ. 
I want to, I want to pull a little uh, Joyce Meyer on you. <laughs> Some of you like Joyce Meyer, I'm sure. Say after me, to the degree that. Okay. To the degree that we live by faith and love and hope, we rise above to become the body of Christ. Praise God for the start we've got. But to the degree that we rise above. Second thing to praise the Lord for. Praise the Lord for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news of salvation in him. Praise the Lord that all over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing. We get tunnel vision. We get isolated. We only see what problems we have here in North America. You have to have bigger vision and see that all over the world, thousands, thousands, millions of people are coming to Jesus Christ. I love to think on a communion Sunday when we gather together and take that communion cup, that little piece of bread and that little cup of juice... I love to just let my mind wander and think of the Christians all across Africa and Europe and Asia and China and just go around the world. Think about South America. Think about all over America. Think about Canada. Think thousands and thousands and thousands and millions and millions of people are coming to know Jesus Christ. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is amazing. It's wonderful. Amen. Amen. <laughs> To the degree that, say it, that we hold on to the gospel and focus on the gospel, we can rise above the things of this earth and become the body of Christ. To the degree that we ignore the gospel or downplay the gospel, which is common in our society today, to that degree we become just a group of people. Praise God for the gospel. Third, praise God, told you I'm going to hurry, nine of them. Praise God that this gospel has gone forth from this place for a long, long time. Now, I hear some of you be shocked at this. I preached here when we were in that little church over there. <laughs> I got thinking this week about all the years that John Smith was here. 33 years, I think. And then Brian Pluff, 22 years. And I added that up, 55 years. And then there was a little space between them and a little space since. And I thought, over 55 years? My word. That means John Smith. Do you remember when John Smith came here? About 1955? How much? About that? You know, I was only 10 years old. That's a long time ago. <laughs> and over these years, this gospel has gone out. Paul thanks God here for a man named Epaphras, who was a fellow servant of Jesus Christ and a faithful minister of Jesus Christ. Oh, we need to thank God for the fellow servants and the faithful ministers, whether in this church or other churches. And there's some, of course, that contributed greatly to this church, maybe only for a shorter time. I was thinking about Murray Cole, and look, he showed up here. Did you guys see Murray Cole? Give him a hand. <laughs> and Dave Bratzlaff, and Matt, and I maybe forgot some others, but there's been shorter periods of ministry too. 
And all of them, we thank God. Praise God. Praise God for what's been. And look ahead. Not only Paul, but all of us. To the degree that... Come on, say it. (laughs) We be fellow ministers of Jesus, faithful ministers of Jesus Christ, fellow servants with Jesus Christ. To whatever degree we live at that, we rise above and become the body of Christ. To whatever degree we decide we're not going to serve each other and we're not faithful to each other and we attack each other, to that degree we become just human beings meeting in a nice room. Praise God for faithful ministers. And then the prayer turns to really praying, really asking God for what's important. Pray that the church Now let me remind you, if you're looking at your notes, looking at your scriptures, the you all the way through here is plural. Every verse, every place that says you, it doesn't mean you, it means you. When we read the Bible, we tend to put the singular you in. About 80% of the New Testament, the you is plural. It means all of us together. And here's the prayer, the first prayer. Pray that the church will be filled with the knowledge of God's will. But you can't do that humanly. You need spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding. Wisdom and understanding given by the Holy Spirit, not just to the individual, but to you, that will fill us with a knowledge of God's will. And the Holy Spirit power and the courage to do it. It's not enough to know the will of God. You have to do it. To the degree that that we are filled with the knowledge of God's will and the Holy Spirit empowers us not only to to know it but to do it, to that degree we rise above and become the body of Christ. To the degree that we just function on human wisdom and ordinary ways that we do stuff in the human world, to the degree that we ignore the Holy Spirit in our midst, to that degree we just become a social club. Second prayer. We pray that this church may live a life worthy of Jesus Christ. Oh, my word. What a loaded statement. Can you just fathom in your mind? Just meditate. Take this home and think on it. What does it mean that the people of Halliburton County will think of the honor of Jesus Christ because we lived worthy? Worthy not of ourselves, but worthy of Jesus Christ. And that we please him. The greatest hindrance in the church is people want to please themselves. That we live a life worthy, and again, it's not singular, it's plural. That we, together, live a life worthy of the Lord Jesus and please him in everything we do. To the degree that... 
We live a life worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ and please him. We rise above, become the body of Christ. To the degree that we live our own way and dishonor Jesus Christ and fail to please him because we please ourselves, we become mere humans again. Where's Barry Hart? Look, Barry, I got notes today. (laughs) Third prayer. Pray that this church will be known for its good works. But not just its good works. The prayer is that there will be fruit in all our good works. In my study and over the years, I've come to believe that whenever the Bible talks about fruit, it doesn't talk about numbers. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When you go out and do some good work for God, you go out into the community and offer some service to people, Do they just get the service or do they get love? Do they get peace? Do they get joy? When you're, oh, they're downstairs, those teachers downstairs teaching the children right now. Do they just teach the children or do the children experience patience and kindness? Listen to me, I went to Sunday school all my life. I don't remember a single lesson ever taught to me in Sunday school. But I remember an old farmer that always had a pocket full of peppermints in church. (laughs) And he loved us, even a rascal like me. (laughs) Love and peace and joy and patience exuded from that man. And I remember him yet. The prayer is that the whole church will have fruitfulness in all our good works to the degree that to the degree that that we exude the fruit of the spirit in all our work we rise above and become the body of Christ to the degree that even in our good works the Holy Spirit is left out we become mere men Mere people. Now maybe this is the most important piece of the prayer. He prays that we plurally will grow in knowing God. It says in the knowledge of God. I remember a a conversation with my Greek professor a few years ago. And we talked about this word gnosko. And he said it's 25% loaded toward knowing the facts, knowing about God. 75% loaded toward knowing God as your companion and your friend. Really knowing God in our conversations with him. Knowing God in our worship. Communicating with God as we drive along the highway. 
being aware of God's presence and acknowledging his presence when we go shopping. That in everything we do, we're growing in the knowing of God to the degree that we rise, that we grow in really knowing God. To that degree, we rise above and become the body of Christ. To the degree we enter into religion, but we never really talk with God, to that degree, we become a social club again. What a prayer. And then it's a wonderful prayer that we, plurally, will be strengthened with all God's power. Not our own power, but the power of the Holy Spirit strengthening us so we can have two things. We can have great endurance and great patience. Endurance is the ability to hang in there. Just stay with it. Be faithful, no matter what. A lot of you are going to get a crown in heaven for being faithful. (laughs) We need to keep on that way. But patience is different. Patience for the Christian is a living expectancy that God is going to solve this problem. Patience is not just the same as endurance. Endurance is hanging in there no matter what. Patience is waiting for God to do something. I heard an anachronism that prayer is like push. Pray until something happens. (laughs) And sometimes we have no idea what's going to happen. But expectancy, patience is waiting for God. Strengthened with all God's might so we can endure and be patient. To the degree that That we are strengthened by God's strength, not our own. And we endure faithfully and patiently wait for God to act. To that degree, we will rise above and become the body of Christ. To the degree we go it on our own, our own strength, our own abilities, to that degree we will function as mere people. And then joyfully give thanks. Interesting, he starts with praise, ends with joyfully giving thanks. Giving thanks. Joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Oh, I'd love to preach a whole sermon on this one verse. We'll just give you two or three little thoughts. It's an astounding thing that God has qualified you. And it's past tense. He has already qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. You belong to Jesus. You belong in his kingdom. For God has already rescued, again it's past tense, God has already rescued you from the dominion of darkness. And translated you into the kingdom of the son he loves. 
guy challenged me one time. Some of you, I've told you this before. The guy, I was preaching on this, and I said there was two kingdoms. And he came up after and said, George, I'm going to change something for you. He said, what the, what the? He said, there's only one kingdom in the Bible. <laughs> the guy was a Bible translator. He said, there's only one kingdom in the Bible. Satan is a usurper, and he never is ever, 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 ever in the same realm as God. <laughs> there's a dominion, a rule that Satan has over the world but over it all, Christ is king. And he's taken us out of that dominion, that rule of darkness. And he's lifted us up and put us into the kingdom of his son whom he loves. And there we have redemption, the freedom of God. And we have the forgiveness of sins. Amazing. To the degree that. We live as people who have already been set free. People who really believe in our hearts that we are already rescued from the dominion of darkness. People who live in the kingdom of Christ. To that degree we rise above become the body of Christ. But to the degree that we give in to that darkness and live as if we're the king, to that degree we just are people meeting in a nice room. Now, the, the prayer is written in the plural, and we're going to pray for the church. But before we do that, I want you to take it personally. I didn't bring it with me today, but I have rewritten this prayer. <laughs> Heretic change in scripture. <laughs> I've rewritten this prayer for me, personally. And you can do that too. Just change all the pronouns. To me. Oh, how we need this. How we need to praise God and be filled with the knowledge of his will by the Holy Spirit. We, we need it. You need it. Individually you need it. So I pray that you'll take this seriously. and Take Colossians 1 and from time to time just open it up and meditate on it and talk to God. and Listen to what he's saying to you. And walk through this with God. Let him change your soul. Let him lift you above the ordinary. We aren't just mere humans. We're the sons of God and in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Rise up. Come farther up and farther in. And for the whole church, this is not just a social club. This is not just a group of people. This is the body of Christ. And oh, we need to pray. So what we're going to do. I've, I've divided the prayer up into nine little pieces. And we've asked nine people to come up and pray. And then they're going to pray for the church, for all of us together. And then when we finish that, we're going to ask Paul and Linda and Isaac to come. And I'm going to pray for you, particularly for Paul, because he's coming into this new ministry. And we want, it, want him and us together to rise up above and be the body of Christ in victory. So those nine people that have the little papers that I gave out at the beginning, number one stand here, number nine over there.
We're going to pass the... Oh, you want it back here? Okay. Number nine, well, number one at that end. Number four will be right here in the front. I'm going to hand the mic along. It's Wendy. Oh, did I get... Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are faithful to this church. And uh, this church has a big history, over 100 years of people meeting and coming together here as Lakeside Baptist Church in this building, next door, and then across the lake. And uh, Lord, we could get pretty pumped up about that and think we're pretty special because not that many fellowships have been together that long. But Father, uh, what it really means and, and what we need to focus on is not how great it is that we've been around for what would actually seem like a vapor in your eyes, a hundred years, but that this church has faith in Christ Jesus, that we do have love for the saints, and we do have hope stored up in heaven. As Brother George has brought forward this morning, um, I don't think that we can stand here and be proud of ourselves that we have tons of faith and love and hope and that we have been wonderful administers of that. In fact, we probably have had some gaps and uh, we may have not done a great job all the time. So Father, our prayer this morning is that we would get it right going forward and that this church going forward would be full of people growing in faith and being discipled and raised up and matured, that people would grow in love for each other, and that anything that might be residual or left over or a bad feeling or a hurt or a, a concern would just be erased by the power of the love of Christ in our hearts, and that we would grow and mature in love. And Father, um, the hope that we have stored up the wonderful hope because of your son redeeming us because the price has been paid as as george said to the degree that it has been paid and we we are the body of christ i pray that hope would grow and emerge and spring up in us over the next days and weeks and months and years and that you would you would we humbly ask that you would lead us through Paul, through your word, through your Holy Spirit, and that we would be faithful and obedient, and we would get with the program, and we would accept discipline, and we would accept the hard stuff as well as the good stuff. So we thank you this morning that this is the good stuff this morning, and we are enjoying your presence here this morning. Continue to bless us as we meet here and honor you and thank you for your faithfulness. Father, we are so thankful that you have given us the words. You have given us the script. We have the good news. We have the scriptures that, that speak to us. You have given us examples and mentors. You have given us people who we can align with and be like so that your good news can be spread throughout the community and throughout the world. And I think, Lord, that we can try to change so many things 
But what we need to change is ourself. So that to the degree of which we know your word, we know the scriptures, and we know the good news, to the degree that we know that, that I know that, I will be able to be your hands and your feet in this community so that in a small way, your word might be known here. It might be known in Halliburton, and it might be known out to the world to the degree that I know your truth. Let us spread that from here as we seek to serve you. Father God, we, we praise you that this gospel has been heard and understood in this community for many, many years because of the pastors who have served here for so long. They have been dear fellow servants and faithful ministers of Christ. We pray for Paul Graham that he too will, by God's grace, be a dear fellow servant and a faithful minister of Christ Jesus in this community. Father God, I pray that this church will be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Let us pray for spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding so we can together know God's will and have the spiritual strength and spiritual courage to do God's will. Father God, I just thank you for this exciting day today. And I pray, Lord, that we as a church, as we move forward and begin this new chapter in the life here of Lakeside, I pray, Lord, that we may live a life worthy of you. And Lord, forgive us of those times where we have been unworthy and where we've even disgraced you. Lord, I pray that you would build us up and that you would build up the reputation of Jesus in this community. And Lord, I pray that we, as Lakeside, the church here in Halliburton County, that we would please you in every way. Lord, your word says that for every house has a builder, but God is the one who has made everything. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house, but only as a servant. His work has, was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. But Christ, the faithful son, was in charge of the entire household, and we are God's household if we keep up our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. And Lord, I pray that this house, this church, will be known for its good works in this community, in Jesus' name, not in our name. But I pray even more that we will be filled with your Spirit, Lord, so that we will be blessed by and experience and express the fruit of the Spirit in all our good works, and that they will be characterized by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. To the degree that we express these things to others, we will be your hands and feet. Dear Heavenly Father, we just pray that we would grow in knowing about you, our God. Even more, pray that we would grow in really, really knowing you, God. Knowing you in our quiet times and 
our busy activities, Lord. Knowing you in our, when we read our Bibles and in our worship towards you. Lord, we pray that we would know you in our homes and in our community. Our dear Father, you say in Ephesians 2.10 that we are your workmanship, we're your masterpiece, and you've created us in Christ Jesus to do good deeds that you've planned in advance for us to do. So all we have to do is um, rely on the, the gifts that you've given us individually as we are all so different from each other. and We all have different strengths and abilities, and we should be encouraging each other to uh, expand in those abilities. And in doing so, I know someone did the math. Lord, there's over 7 billion people in this world. And that if every one of us just reached two people with the good news, it would take 33 days to spread your good word throughout the entire world to every single person. It's doable. And with you, of course, all things are possible. I just pray that we individually and together as a church will be strengthened with all God's power working in us by the Holy Spirit so that we will have great endurance hanging in there faithfully, so that we will have great patience waiting expectantly for God to reveal himself and work out the victory in this life and in eternity. So joyfully give thanks that God has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. For I am convinced that neither life nor death, angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from that love that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So praise God that he has redeemed us and forgiven our sins, and praise God that we are all part of the Church of Jesus Christ for now and for all eternity. Paul and Wendy and Isaac, you want to come up here, please? <clears throat> Would you nine come down and surround them here? <clears throat> the laying on of hands is just a symbol of our desire that the Holy Spirit operate in, the, in these people as they lay hands on their shoulder and uh, as you sit out there if you wish to participate you can hold your hand out like you're passing the blessing onto them uh, if you feel comfortable with that if you don't that's fine but just a way of saying holy spirit go there <laughs> let's pray together heavenly father we thank you for love and for faith and for hope in Paul and his family. We pray, Lord, that he will grow in that, that faith in Jesus Christ and love for all the saints and hope forever will be more and more a part of his life. And, Lord, we thank you for the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ, that we have salvation. And as this good news is bearing fruit and growing all over the world, Lord, we want it to grow here. We pray for your great anointing on Paul, that as he preaches the good news of Jesus Christ, there will be fruit, real fruit, 
growth in this community to the glory of God. And Father, we thank you for the faithful ministers and the fellow servants of Jesus Christ who have gone before. We pray, Lord, that in the days and weeks and months and years to follow, that you will build up in Paul Graham to be a fellow servant and a faithful minister of Jesus Christ. And may he and his wife and his son be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Lord, we're so prone to know our own will. We're so prone to follow our own will. Lord, we pray for the immense ministry of your Holy Spirit to give him spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding so that he can have this courage and the strength to do the will of God. Father, we pray, Lord, that the reputation of Jesus Christ will be built up because of the ministry of Paul in this community. May he live worthy of you. May his lifestyle, his attitude, his way of speaking be worthy of Jesus Christ. And may he please Jesus. Oh, Lord, you know the immense pressure that's on leadership to please everybody. But we ask today that his life will be blessed and steered by pleasing Jesus in every circumstance of life. And Father... We know that a pastor and a pastor's wife and even a son are called upon to do so much good in the community. And Lord, we pray that there will be many opportunities for good, good works. But we pray very dearly today, Lord, that you will keep this man so in tune with the Spirit of God that the fruit of the Spirit will show up in everything he does. And Lord, when his batteries run low, we pray that he will have the wisdom to turn again back to the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit and find in him the ability to do, to have fruit in every good work. And Lord, we pray that he will keep on learning about God. But a thousand times, Lord, we pray that he will really know God. Father, I pray that none of the busyness of the ministry will ever cramp him so that he doesn't have time to pray. Lord, I pray that like the apostles in Acts, he set aside the ministry of prayer and the ministry of the word as the number one job. And he lives his life knowing God. And Father, we pray for this family and we pray for Paul. That you will strengthen him in his inner being by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not his own strength, Lord. Not the strength we share together, but the strength of the Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, that you will give them great endurance. Because there's times when we need to hang in there. 
And we pray, Lord, that you will give them great strength, immense spiritual strength, and great patience, Lord. Teach them always to be waiting to see what God will do next. Patiently, excitedly waiting. And Lord, we thank you again that this dear family and this church together have been qualified to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. And that we have already been rescued from the dominion of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's Son. God, help us to live that kingdom thinking. We are not helpless and powerless. We follow the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We have redemption and the forgiveness of sin and every blessing in the name of Christ. Father, we thank you for Paul and Wendy and Isaac and they're coming here to Halbert. We thank you for this church. The long history and the current situation, we pray your blessing. We ask, Father, that your will, your strength, your grace will empower him and us. We pray this in Jesus' glorious name. And for his glory. Amen. Amen. Amen.